One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r/slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great stories of compliance, and our first story of the day is from Forest Dragon Slayer. Don't leave until the bathroom is spotless? You got it, boss. During my time of working at a grocery store, I went through multiple managers. Some were good and I got along with them, and others, not so much. The manager of the story wasn't the worst I've had, but I can definitely say she was the most annoying to deal with. She was one of those types that went, I don't know your duties all that well, but I'll micromanage you and you'll have to do things my way. And got angry if we didn't do things her way, even if her way wasn't the most efficient. Around the time she started as a manager, a new store policy was being implemented about cleaning the small public bathroom in the back of the store every two hours. Honestly, I was not against that, as the public bathroom was only a single toilet and sink. A quick mop and spray wouldn't take too long anyway, and cleanliness was made all the more important when COVID first started. Unfortunately, my manager's micromanaging came into play even here. Basically, if the place wasn't clean enough to eat off of, it wasn't clean according to her. Yes, somehow she expected that level of cleanliness every two hours, whilst all of us are busy with our own work. It didn't help that occasionally there were doodles and other such on the walls that were hard to get out if not impossible with just normal cleaning supplies. I even remember that one time some guy used spray paint to do some graffiti in there. Anyway, one day it's my turn to clean the bathroom. At the time it was considerably busy due to a lack of cashiers that day. As I was often used as the backup cashier at that point, I didn't have the time to do such a deep clean like my manager wanted at the first two hour mark. A bit later, my manager apparently must have saw the bathroom herself and she decided to pull me away to berate me. The following is an abridged version of what was said. Manager says, why didn't you clean the bathroom? You were supposed to earlier. I say I did, but I didn't have the time to deep clean everything. I had to help some customers at the cash register. There's some things I can't clean in there anyway. They say, no excuses. You're not a full-on cashier anyway. Now go back and clean it again. And do it right this time. I want it to be spotless. Don't leave until you're done. I say, aye aye ma'am. And now it's finally time for the malicious compliance. As mentioned earlier, sometimes there were things on the walls that would just not come out with the cleaning materials we had on hand. Hence why we usually had a cleaning company do such deep cleaning at night. This naturally resulted in not being able to leave, as I had no way of cleaning these things myself. So I just did my best to clean what I could, and then just sat on the toilet doing stuff on my phone. I had nothing else to do after all, and nowhere I could go. Of course, I wasn't mean-spirited enough to make the customer's bladder suffer for my compliance, so I did exit the bathroom when somebody needed to use it, but I went back in afterwards. All in all, I didn't do much for the next 5 hours or so. I just got paid for sitting around on my phone and occasionally cleaning. Hooray for having a charger on hand. The fallout outside the bathroom, however, was much more eventful. Turns out that a bit after I was sentenced to being in my bathroom jail cell, one of the cashiers ended up clocking out for the day and another cashier had called out sick. That just left one cashier, technically two but one has to run the self-checkout, and my manager had to deal with the horde of customers wanting to check out during one of the busiest days of the week. 
as expected, I was called over the loudspeaker multiple times to come help, from that manager of all people. But I'm like, you ordered me to stay in here, so I'm staying in here, and didn't respond to those calls. It didn't help that I knew she called just because she didn't want to do any cashier work. Eventually, that other cashier also ended up having to clock out for the day. So when normally me and the one who called out sick would be at the cash registers, my manager had to do this mostly by herself. Unfortunately, I couldn't see this in real time as I was in the back, but I do hope she had to suffer a bit from angry, rude, and or entitled customers. I ended up leaving my prison a bit after 8pm, which was after she left for the night. I hadn't had my lunch break after all, and I actually felt like helping after she was gone. During my next shift with her in charge, I got pulled into the office by her and sat down with another manager, I suppose as a witness or something. Once again, the below is the abridged version. The manager said, Where were you that day? You didn't respond to any calls and nobody could find you. You must have left the store. I say I was simply following orders. Your orders, might I add. They say, what are you talking about? I say you told me that I could not leave the bathroom until I made sure it was spotless. They say, well, it shouldn't have taken you that long. I say I did tell you that there was stuff I couldn't clean with the supplies on hand, but you insisted. Even said you'd fire me if I didn't do it. Okay, the last part was a lie. I made it up to get the other manager in the room, more on my side, but it also had the unintended effect of getting the micromanaging manager to nearly lunge at me, and she started full-on yelling at me. Despite willingly taking part in trying to piss her off with the malicious compliance, I still had some anxiety issues and they kicked in during this time. That was enough for the other manager to step in and stop this. In the end, I was just told that I could go back to my normal duties and that I didn't have to keep the bathroom that clean. Unfortunately, my micromanaging manager didn't seem to get much more than a slap on the wrist. To be fair, it made sense as she didn't do much else besides yell at me and there was no physical altercation. But even then, I managed to have some fun before I left that job, for unrelated reasons, by simply watching her frustrated face knowing that she couldn't micromanage me as much anymore. Man, just the idea of working at this grocery store, coming in and knowing it's your day to every two hours clean that restroom? Is it common for stores, whether it's like a 7-Eleven or even like a more regular grocery store like a Kroger's or something, is it normal for the workers that are at the store to be the ones cleaning the bathrooms? Or do most places kind of have like some kind of contractor, like this place actually had a deep cleaning contractor and yet they were still sending their workers in every two hours to swab the bathroom. I am not jealous of that job. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below as well so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our next story is from jthompson82. You need to be better at timekeeping. Okay then, I will. I saw a post earlier on that reminded me of a story from a job I had a few years back and one of the worst bosses I've ever worked for. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. It goes like this. This one day in particular, I arrived at work the same time as my team leader's boss. I walk across the car park and in through the doors to our office, merely seconds after him. He doesn't say anything to me from across the car park, even though he saw me. He doesn't even acknowledge me at all. The time was 7.03 and I was supposed to start at 7, just like him. Later that day, my team leader gets an email from this guy telling him to give me a bollocking for being late. My team leader, who also happens to be a good buddy of mine outside of work, didn't give me a bollocking, but instead replied and told his boss that I regularly work an hour or so later after work and don't claim any overtime for it. At the time I was young and didn't have any commitments waiting for me back home, and I was the type of guy who would want to finish a job off before leaving. My team leader's boss told him that he didn't care, that my working day started at 7, and he expected me at my desk at that time every day. He said he was sick of my relaxed attitude towards timekeeping. My buddy showed me the email back and forth between them, which he wasn't supposed to do, and just shrugged and said something like, at least now you know, I don't give a crap. As far as I'm concerned, you do more than your stated hours, but he's clearly gunning for you. Just watch your back. So I decided I'd take the boss's words to heart, and from that day until I left, for a much better job, I arrived at work at 6.50 each morning, got myself a morning brew, and sat at my desk not doing anything until 7 when I would start work. Even when I got to the office early, I would sit in the car park until it was time, and I left exactly bang on my finishing time of 3.30 every single day. The boss didn't notice, of course, until a few months later, a big job dropped just before home time, as they often did, and they needed someone to stay on. There was the usual rushing around and hushed discussions from the management about it, and then the boss came over and asked me if I would mind staying on to do the job. I was usually the guy for the job in these circumstances. Most everybody else had young families they needed to be home for. Now, I could have stayed on and earned myself some sweet overtime. I had nowhere I needed to be or anything I particularly wanted to do, but at the time he was asking me, it was only a few minutes to home time. I told the boss that I wouldn't be staying on to do the job. He asked why, 
and I pointed to the clock and said, because it's home time. With that, I shut down my computer, put my coat on, and went to leave. He asked me if I had something to go to, if I had plans for the evening or something, and I just replied blankly, nope, and then politely said goodbye over my shoulder as I left. He was absolutely fuming, of course, but he had no power to compel me to stay, and he knew it. I found out in the days that followed that he blew his top and had asked my team leader to gather my timekeeping logs over the past couple of months, since he'd ordered him to bollock me for being three minutes late. He wanted to haul me over the coals for something, when he realized I was keeping exactly the hours I was contracted to keep, he pulled me into his office and asked me why I wasn't being as committed to my role as I used to be, staying back late to get stuff done. I just smiled and very politely explained that staying late after home time for no pay is something that's done out of goodwill, and that he'd eroded all of that goodwill when he had my team leader give me a bollocking for being three minutes late on a day when I got to work the exact same time as him. And I explained that from that point onwards, my goodwill was gone, and I was only going to do what my employment contract asked of me and nothing more. He was so red in the face, I could tell he just wanted to lose his crap at me, but he had no legs to stand on. My timekeeping had been impeccable, and the work I was doing while at work was to a good standard. He had nothing. All he could say was that he was very disappointed that I felt that way. I just shrugged and asked if there was anything else. There wasn't, so I got up and left his office. I kept my nose clean for a little over a year after that incident, but he was always trying to get me for some reason or another. In the end, I found a very nice job elsewhere, and I heard that after I left, just about the entire department followed suit. I mean, I don't know what this guy's getting so red in the face about anyways. Literally, the employee is like, sorry, I decided not to give you any more free work. This guy is literally sitting there fuming like, Oh, how dare they don't give us free time and do labor for free. Oh, this person's really pulling one over on me. If it was anybody else, that would probably be totally normal behavior to clock out when your time's done. And our final story of the day is from Ikerum. The day the dishwasher exploded. I was reading my daily quota of malicious compliance when I remembered a distant memory that might apply here. I was a young girl at the time, around 10 years old I believe. Being from a somewhat well-off family in Brazil, we used to have helpers around the house. On weekdays, a nice old lady would come in to clean the house and cook lunch for us. On the weekends, it was me and my sibling, 9 years my senior, who were tasked with cleaning up after lunch. And that meant loading up the dishwasher. Now, my sibling is a master dishwasher loader. They do an incredible game of Tetris with the dishes and it somehow works. With that in mind, my mother decided it was a good idea to let prepubescent me take a shot at the dishwasher. First time, it didn't go well. I loaded the dishwasher as best as I could, but there were still a lot of dishes left. Me being a little kid, didn't understand the tricks of finessing cups on the plate holders and whatnot. Understandably, my mother was a bit frustrated, considering she was used to my sibling's sorcery, and told me, and I quote, Next time, you better fill a dishwasher up. Bad mistake. Cut to next weekend, me being a smart butt loaded that dishwasher up as much as humanly possible. I remember stacking glass trays up on each other, jamming cutlery in the cutlery holder until it was akin to a solid block of metal, and I'm pretty sure I put multiple plates on each row. And then I put the soap in, closed that bad boy, and turned it on. I wouldn't say the dishwasher exploded, but the contents sure as heck did. 
I assume due to the hot water jets, some dishes, all made of glass by the way, kept clanging against each other and broke, and the glass shards flew out, breaking other dishes. Hours later, while I was entertaining myself in the yard by trying to find worms in the dirt, I heard a scream from the kitchen. The dishwasher sat there, very much broken, with water and soap gushing out. There were glass shards everywhere. My mother stood there staring at the dishwasher with what I assume was terror in her eyes. She turned to me and said, What did you do? Me, the devil spawn, knowing exactly what I did, said, I filled it up like you said. Next time, my sibling taught me how to load the dishwasher properly. After we bought a new dishwasher and a new set of dishes. TLDR, kids are evil and refuse to understand nuance. The end. This whole story is making me think about when I was younger and when I would do the dishes with my family and how, depending on who was doing the dishes, there was a varying amount that would make it into the dishwasher. I honestly believe dishwasher Tetris is a legitimate skill, and I like to believe I was darn good at it. I could get just about everything in there regardless. But there were definitely some family members that would load it in a way that gave just about every dish some generous space and have to hand wash the rest of them every single time. And I could never understand it because I got it to work. For those that use a dishwasher out there, are you good at dishwasher Tetris? Let me know in the comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.